didn't have a man, she tried to pretend She said, no I don't, I only have a friend Come on, I'm not even going for it This is what I'm going to say From How to Barbecue Rice Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Well, uh, we had an interesting weekend this weekend. Of course, this is a Tuesday morning. Uh, we were supposed to have our second water tower sessions, and unfortunately, due to the weather, it did not happen. The second water tower sessions has been moved to July 30th. We had a number of people that were lined up uh, to attend that night, but I know a lot of people were out of town. So Friday night, July 30th, has been moved. New scheduled time. Uh, Derek, later on, we'll talk about it. Miss Grace Askew, one of the uh, singer-songwriters, will sit down with us. Hopefully, we're efforting to sit down with her, uh, interview her coming up pretty soon to be on a show before. Uh, before that night but Derek just a quick shout out to uh, the music that was uh, there a uh, little Biz Marquee the late Biz Marquee what a huge part of my childhood that song was for sure I told I've told you a million times most listeners know I DJed in high school I probably played that song a million times oh it's just a fantastic song uh, you, know, you know the words. It's everybody off knows the key. Words. it's supposed yes. to be off key which means yes. everybody oh, yeah. can sing to yeah. it he's <laughs> terrible I mean really he's awful yeah yeah, no, that's I, kind I, of a joke. Well, it is a joke. I actually read a little history on it because you know it was passing. I kind of read a couple articles. He actually had tried to get R. Kelly hmm. and somebody else. It wasn't Chris Brown because it was too young to be Chris Brown. Or somebody else, uh, but it was another R and B singer to actually do right. uh, the the chorus basically, and it could not get them. So he said, "You know what? I'm just going to do it myself." And then, and it became iconic because of that. Absolutely made the song better. Like you said, everybody uh, roughly our age. Uh, in the you know it was in their teens or twenties in the nineties late eighties nineties knows that song likes that song has sung it a million times just a uh, I mean again such a huge part of our childhood you know because everybody liked that song and sad passing I mean he was just mid fifties yeah um, fifty seven yeah. so we've got not uh, very old uh, you'll be talking about something being old here shortly I will I will but I mean this is like with this what the second we had with DMX you know just about a month ago uh, all in their kind of uh, early to mid fifties they're just passing because just the horror life that they they live but uh, just uh, sad to hear that over the weekend so we did want to honor him by starting the show off with a song yeah a little biz marquee to get you started before we mention our words for the weekend want to recognize our 2021 presenting sponsor team couch of birch realty group team couch of birch realty group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience they are the number one residential team in DeSoto County for the past 12 years. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available whenever you need them. They're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis to learn the value of your home. What's going on in your neighborhood? What's going on within a one-mile radius? What's going on within a five-mile radius? Brian and Terry can tell you all that information about your home. Do not go at it alone in this hot DeSoto County market. Call Brian and Terry today at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you to Brian and Terry for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. I would bet that Brian Couch has jammed a little Bismarcky in his day. I would bet that Brian, <laughs> I bet that Brian Couch still jams to Bismarcky. Exactly. Today. He might be jamming right now. He might be jamming right now. Look, if you have plans this weekend, maybe to sit outside with your friends, sit outside uh, in the backyard, do a little barbecuing, you definitely want to visit our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. 
How to Barbecue Right Shop is located right here in Hernando on Memphis Street. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all of the kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or a really cool high-end smoker, Malcolm and his team at the How to Barbecue Right Shop can take care of you. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right shop located right here on Memphis Street in Hernando. Thank you to Rochelle and Malcolm for being our 2021 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, on our Tuesday show, we always start off with the word from the weekend. You talked to me a little bit off air about what your word's going to be. You don't have to tell the entire story, but uh, what's your word for the weekend? Let us know. Matt, my word for the weekend, uh, from the weekend, is old. Okay. Um, I'm you said getting, old, O-L-D. O-L-D. Okay. I'm right. getting old. I guess we get everybody gets older every day, but this is, you know, and I'm, for those of y'all listening, I'm 46 years old. You know, this is one of the weekends where I felt my age uh, doing something completely normal, uh, weeding my backyard, mm-hmm. reached out to try to, uh, you know, really reach over some ivy, try to cut some back off of a bush, and uh, just felt something in my elbow pop for just unknown reason, probably reached out a thousand times. No idea why. It's still can't straighten it all the way out. Not sure what's going on. This is something that if I was 25 or 30, I did this. I probably would have done it, you know, jumping off of something, falling off of something. And now basically just doing normal everyday activities. My body's falling apart. Didn't feel right the rest of the day. And uh, so just kind of looking at my uh, mortality and uh, my word of the week is old. So you spent the weekend down because once you... Uh, not the, uh, Sunday, was, I had okay on Sunday. I mean, I, well, let me ask you a quick question. I'm going to challenge you here and you and I are extremely close friends. We know each other quite well. Have you worked out with your elbow since you did that pop? No, I have not. Okay, okay. Yeah. that's I'm very t- surprised t- t- by took that. Took Sunday off. You took Sunday did off? Not do, did not do any... Was, you know, church, Sunday okay. school. That was it. Pretty much the rest of the day. Did a, you know, right. I, Well, I didn't see you in the table service raising no, your hand no, and praising. No, praising, no praising, I was not. Praising. I was not okay. praised. I was not... <laughs> <laughs> you could not was, praise with that I was hand. not feeling Jesus. I was not standing up. No. Right. Uh, arms raised. Uh, I was at 11 o'clock late service. Uh, Brother David and I were in that service and then um, uh, did do Sunday school. But so Sunday had a good day. Uh, just, you know, kind of rested. But didn't this work morning, out yesterday. Did not work out at all. Yesterday morning, uh, I did some light legs, a light bike uh, at the gym on Monday. And then this morning, just did a walk. Okay. Just so took a walk. literally, I'm gonna tr- I may try in the morning. You and your uh, to, wife took a walk, like walk the dog, took a walk. No, I actually just did a. I what was you know I just called. I put a backpack on. Oh call my it a god, rug. that's yeah. not a walk, dude. You can't call rucking a walk. Well, it's a rug. I, it's you a can't rug say walk. I went for a walk and it's an actual twenty pound backpack on the back. That's called rucking. Okay, it's not walking. Well, it's rucking. But again, did not use my. You arms. had to use your left arm to put the backpack on. <laughs> okay, I did this. <laughs> but you're still not following what I'm saying. No, so no, right. I, I have not. Tomorrow I will try to stretch. Tomorrow should be. An upper body day. Okay. Uh, I will go and use bands more than likely just to stretch, do some rotator cuff, you know, exercises. That may be it for tomorrow. We'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But yes, I am. Uh, unfortunately, it's um, I'm getting old. You're getting old, no yeah. doubt about it. So yeah. yeah, your word for the weekend is old. I guess what I'm saying to you, as a good friend of yours, is all the things that you do to get to the point where you're reaching for the uh, to weed eat or whatever affects the reach for the weed eat. Oh, I know, I'm saying. I know. You're not I know. piecing that together, is what I'm saying. No, no, I am because <laughs> again, I have not done anything, and it, it's going to be severely cut back. And again, just okay. old. Good. I like the, I like the cut back part because you are 46 years old. 
you're not training for a uh, a marathon or yeah. a uh, you know so you need to enjoy life a little bit more my word from the weekend is fairly simple and that is pride Derek I will have the opportunity to take my daughter Hannah Grace down to the distinguished young women's pageant it's a scholarship competition down in Meridian a lot of people in Mississippi uh, that can hear my voice you're going to recognize it as junior miss uh, junior miss was the program it's been around for almost 60 years and down in Meridian they had the state competition uh, dropped her off had an opportunity on Sunday to drop her off and just uh, very proud of her putting herself out there um, she will represent DeSoto County uh, in the pageant uh, 29 Derek I will say this 29 of probably the sharpest rising seniors mm-hmm. in the state of Mississippi uh, vying for scholarships vying for opportunities just some pretty amazing uh, young ladies they all stood up uh, said something about their county introduce themselves a lot of well-spoken seem to be very smart hard-working young lady so very proud of hannah grace you should uh, be yeah, yeah. very yeah. proud of her uh, i joke with her all the time you know to uh rise to the challenge of some of the young ladies that she might compete with and and, and pay attention to, to those people don't be jealous of those people or don't be envious of those people uh look at them and say hey that's that's kind of the direction i want to go so i definitely want to encourage her on there so we love you and and good luck this week she will not hear this before then because they're not able to use really use her cell phones but uh proud is going to be my word from the weekend so if you have an opportunity over the next few days say a little prayer for hannah grace crane uh, down there competing to get some again some really amazing young women rising seniors uh this weekend well, Derek, moving on from that, before we get to the Hernando Alderman meeting, which, which happens tonight, the third Thursday Alderman meeting, which happens tonight, we're going to visit a little bit, give us a little bit of an update. Chip Johnson visited with the Chamber of Commerce, uh, kind of a coffee and get-together thing. Thi- coffee hand- and conversation. Okay, coffee and conversation there last week. Give us a little bit of bullet points of what Chip had to say there to the Chamber of Commerce. It would have been on our Friday show. If we'd have had a Friday show, we were not able to. Uh, because we uh, came to you a little earlier uh, because we had back-to-back events. Uh, So we did miss being able to talk about this, but he did have a coffee and conversation that was put on by the chamber, and really he was basically updating those that attended kind of what has been going on and kind of what to look forward to uh, for the first part of his uh, his new term. And so uh, the main thing he wanted to talk about was, first, uh, this is something that will probably not be mentioned in the the Alderman meeting tonight, but they are set to take off for the annual conference. It is July 26th to the 28th. So basically starting uh, first of next week, they'll be heading down to the um, Mississippi Gulf Coast uh, in Biloxi and going to uh, basically learn about municipal government. Now for a lot of these, what I mean, Natalie, I don't think she's gone yet. Uh, so this will be her first time. So five of them will be going for the first time to go down there uh, to learn more about how municipal government works. Uh, but also it also provides for networking opportunities. Yep. So the alderman can meet other aldermen, other mayors, uh, and kind of you know, exchange ideas and that sort of thing. Uh, and so he's really encouraging them for them to be able to do that. And also encouraging us as residents to reach out to them. Before they go, let them know of needs, uh, determine where the priorities need to be made, both you know, as they're going down there, as they're looking for their agenda. And Matt, will give our listeners the chance to do this toward the end of the show on ways that you can reach out to us to try to pass that message along. Uh, next, he talked about receiving that $3.7 million from the CARES Act. Now, we've discussed this before. Nothing really new other than it is coming. They are going to put it into an interest-bearing account, which obviously is a smart idea, but something that I had not known uh, until he mentioned it, that the lieutenant governor is proposing that the state use some of their money to matched fund cities 
on projects. Okay. So if you have a good project for infrastructure, whatever it happens to be, uh, he could maybe turn the Hernando's $3.7 million into $7.4 million. Oh, okay. uh, now, obviously, that's not guaranteed that that would have to be passed by the legislature, but this is something the government is proposing. So again, well, the Hernando's going to put the money into an interest-bearing account. They're going to start making a priorities list to see if there can be additional monies on top of that. Uh, he mentioned about the new uh, exit at I-69. Now, he called, this is the first time I've heard this, he called it the most valuable, this is in quotes, most valuable exit for business in the entire Memphis metropolitan area. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, maybe he meant, the, I guess, the newest. I mean, yeah. I, I, there are probably other intersections that may <laughs> have. I'm saying the Poplar and 240, it might be Poplar's, pretty good. Poplar's 240 is pretty good. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know, even Goodman Road right there, yeah. Goodman and, and 55 uh, is pretty. Uh, Union Avenue is yeah. not a bad place. But. I mean, you know, I, I was. No, I, I liked it. Go I'm assuming it. he's saying future. Sure, uh, I like it. I, I yes, will, I will put that in there for him. Uh, and that he also mentioned about the Macavell Extended Road project should be done in October. Uh, the road will continue the traditional flow for school starting in August, so you'll still be going the old drop off, which may actually have to be entered from the north side. I think they're going to kind of reroute traffic to the north side coming down Mackinville into the old school or the current school entrance. Then once the road opens in October, they're going to flip it. You'll be entering the school on the east side on the off the new road. Wow. Uh, so those yeah. of y'all that will have yeah. kids at Hernando Hills Elementary this year. Yeah, I do not have a kid at Hernando Hills Elementary this year, but I'm really glad I don't. One more yeah. one more year at, at Hernando <laughs> Elementary for sure. So again, first two months may be a little rough trying to figure that still with the construction, but hopefully after October it'll be pretty smooth. Well, the good thing is we won't read anything about about that nobody's no, going to write that on Hernando no, no, I'm sure they'll be all no, 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 it's completely, first day of school Corey Olsen will absolutely get no emails about that for sure um, and that's really it that's, he just kind of give an update but I do appreciate the coffee and conversation and it kind of sounds like something similar we're going to do for the listeners sure. that we'll talk about here in a few minutes yeah we think it's going to be a really neat thing for uh, Mayor Chip Johnson to sit down with us probably quarterly give or take uh, sit down every couple of months talk to us about different things different projects going on uh, he sees the UTW podcast definitely as an opportunity to get to listeners an opportunity to get his message out uh, that's not distorted whether it be through the media or through a website or anything like that so it's come his voice telling us what's going on so we really appreciate him volunteering to do that definitely looking forward to that tonight Alderman meeting third Thursday Alderman meeting is tonight Derek give us the highlights of what we have to look forward to, to tonight's meeting Again, starting below the consent agenda. We'll skip the first seven or eight items on there. So below the consent agenda, the first thing that I highlighted, uh, authorize uh, Mayor Johnson to sign the lease renewal with DeSoto Arts Council on the old City Hall building located at 2465 Highway 51 South. This is usually done, it may be a dollar lease. Obviously, it's very, very, very cheap. uh, But they do this, and and I'm sure that this will have no issues. But just kind of wanted to point out that this is something that has to be done uh, every time when the board comes in to uh, approve that lease. Next, uh, authorized to add lighting around the outside of the fitness track at Kirkendall Park. Okay, I like so that. So remember, this was uh, brought up. The uh, Tom Ferguson at the time right. had the lights ready to be voted on. Correct. Andrew Miller said, "Hey, let's look at an overall you know, project for this." So it sounds like, and again, that's only that's all the Senate says. So hopefully, there'll be more discussion on that tonight. Kind of what that's talked about. Next, authorized the Parks Department to enter into an agreement with DeSoto FC to rent the soccer fields for the fall 2021 and spring 2022 season and authorize Mayor Johnson to sign the agreement. Okay, so what you're talking about, DeSoto Football Club is a new 
Competitive Soccer Club. It combined the DeSoto Galaxy, the Hernando Express, and the South Haven Predators are all coming together to create the DeSoto Football Club. DeSoto Football Club based in South Haven, but they're looking for practice spots, practice places, and Stone Grove, the soccer fields there are really expensive. This is an agreement. Part of the agreement, and this will all be discussed tonight, is that they do have to have practice times in Hernando because, you know, they'll, they'll I think, two to, three time, two to three times a week. They will look to have practices in Hernando. They have talking about bringing you know smaller tournaments to Hernando, three v three tournament types, those type of things. So uh, this will all be discussed tonight. Uh, I've have been made aware of this. I've been in discussions along, I guess, over the past year about this because you are part of the uh, Friends of Hernando Soccer, Hernando Soccer Association, Hernando Soccer Association. You're part of that. And look, the Soto Football Club will be paying. They will be paying for the use of the fields. Yeah, the the city loses. The, it used to be for the Hernando Express. When you registered your kid, the registration was obviously a couple hundred dollars higher than a registration for a, a rec, somebody just playing rec. Correct. That couple hundred dollars more went to basically the upkeep of the fields. It right. paid for the spraying, the cutting on the fields. Well, if you no longer have Hernando Express, no longer contracting the competitive team through the city, they lose that income for the cutting and the maintaining of the fields. But that's what this comes in. They're going to sign a lease agreement. And I think it's going to be a pretty decent amount. I'm not going to right. say the amount. I'll let them say it tonight. But uh, to rent the fields, and obviously the city will turn around and use that rent for the same thing they were right. using those activity fees for on each individual right. player. Right. Express has now gone away. It's defunct now. So now it's going to be the Soto Football Club. I'm assuming DFC will still do some stuff at Snowden or try to. Uh, they're trying to do some things to where some people, you know, there's some people in Hernando, South Haven, Horn Lake uh, can kind of come together, different things, and parents don't have to drive to Hernando every week or to South Haven every week. So they're kind of trying to share fields. And, and I think uh, the main thing that we wanted to say, that's fine, we understand, and it's all based on the losing players. Right. Uh, the, the, the number of coaches are very hard to find, to find um, coaches that are certified under certain classifications that they want for each age group. You know, once players reach junior high, they're kind of fading away. They stick with the school teams. They pull away from the competitive teams. And so they're, this you know, really started because of the upper age kids having to combine teams, and it's kind of worked its way down to the lower uh, age teams. But our main thing, again, Hernando Soccer Association was, hey, we have these nice fields. We work really hard to get these fields in. We don't want y'all just to leave and never come back. So that's why, no, no. In the agreement, they will be practicing here. They will be trying to bring tournaments here. And it also helps to maintain the fields in the beautiful condition that they're in for the rec seasons that the city will still have. Right. And football clubs are not necessarily like a, a travel baseball team where a couple of dads can break off and create a travel no. baseball team or something like that. They do have certain level of uh, coaches and, and certifications that they have to have that are required That's right. uh, is, is the issue right there. So like I said, I couldn't create a uh, soccer club if I wanted to. All right, next. Uh, authorized, and this one I'll kind of put in there because I'm wondering if there's a certain alderman that had to do with, put this up in here. Authorized Mayor Johnson and all the persons to attend Destination Downtown, Starkville, Mississippi, September 15th to the 17th, 2021, and paid to authorize registration and travel expenses. So in other words, uh, our alderman, our board, and our mayor will be going to Starkville to learn about their Destination Downtown project they got going on. I'm wondering if a certain alderman... Can you opt out of this? <laughs> Well, I know one. I, I figure yeah. one alderman brought yeah. this to the exactly. table, and there may be two wanting to opt out. Yeah, there there may be there may or may not be an alderman who will be pulling a Mississippi State golf cart behind <laughs> his truck to the destination Startville. What in the world? All right, go ahead. All right, next. Accept the lowest and best quote for the upgrading the water line on Memphis Street okay. for fire protection and economic development. I like it. This will be the one up Memphis Street that has to do with the old Goodwood Building that has to do with right the one Memphis right Street area. So. Uh, 
again, looking to uh, upgrade the water line there, authorized Joe Lauderdale, of course, the city engineer, to produce plans and advertise for bids to run water lines to the Fieldhouse property on Green Tea Road for fire protection and future economic development. Let's do it. So, again, extending the water lines, great for business. Uh, the next one is for Jim Kimberlin on behalf of Kimberlin Inc. is to uh, have the, he's asking the board to allow him the location of two retaining walls. Uh, this will be at the project located right across the street from the track on Ice Plant Road at the corner of Ice Plant and South Road. Uh, those got some townhomes going up that's very similar to the ones. Obviously, Dale Wilson's doing the ones next to one Memphis Street, but uh, similar style townhomes that are going up right there. He's asking for retaining walls from the buildings behind it. So that'll be coming up. The next one is back to the field house of the field house area. A request to rezone 13 and a half acre tract of land on the north side of Greenteen Road, east of Mackinville and west of Chulahoma in the name of Greg Drumright of Joyce Estates LLC on behalf of Raymond Wilson, the current property owner. So looking to rezone some stuff now. It does not say, I'm assuming it's AR, does not say what they're asking it to be rezoned to. Correct. Uh, so we'll find out about that tonight. And Greg, then, real quick, Greg yep. Drumright is a gentleman who who owns the Fieldhouse. He's been on the uh, podcast before talking about the Fieldhouse project. So yeah, so Greg is looking to rezone thirteen and a half acres right next to the Fieldhouse, just east of it. I know why he's asking, and and we'll let them talk about that tonight. We'll talk about that tonight. We can report on it Friday. Exactly. Uh, the next one, creating a new lot for Kroger, the Kroger Shopping Center. Okay. I, I'm assuming this is the piece of land next to Kroger on the east side. Okay. Next to, I think it's like, was that East uh, East Parkway? They're creating a new lot four. Okay. So, again, we'll find out about that. And then the last thing is the two residential lots. These are two that are up by the um, uh, off of Gwynn Road and Nesbitt Road. Yeah, uh, we talked about them before. Right. They replatted them to, I guess, out of AR, uh, and now they're looking to um, have those divided into two residential lots. So a lot of different things going on uh, there at the Hernando Alderman meeting. Uh, some neat planning stuff going on uh, there. So good job by the city. Working hard for the uh, residents of Hernando. Again, we talk about it all the time, make jokes about city business always has to go on. And we really appreciate the Alderman doing what they do and Mayor Chip Johnson as they get really, really started uh, with their terms there. Let's move forward. We're going to go up to South Haven. Mayor Musselwhite there runs a sharp meeting. We talk about it all the time. What do we have going on in South Haven when it comes to the Alderman meeting? Uh, pretty brief. They are now going to look to appoint the election commissioners. Remember last time that was tabled. Uh, the next thing, they're going to uh, authorize to sink bids for amphitheater improvements. Okay. Now, they did not put in the package yet what those are. Um, Which be- we talked about with Todd Mastery mm-hmm. last week. Go back and listen to that interview, Todd Mastery, uh, Monday, Tuesday interview uh, last week. Great interview with him. That's the person in charge of those renovations and so forth there at the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. So we're going to see kind of what details they give. I had to report that back to y'all on Friday if they differ from anything that he said or he, maybe something he left out. Next is, a, this is something interesting and just by the wording of it, I want to find out what this is. Resolution for the Purple Heart Trail Proclamation of the Purple Heart City. Again, need more info on that. I'm going to pay attention to that. Uh, there's four items on the planning agenda for South Haven. The only one that I think really affects us is the application by Lifestyle Communities uh, for another lot, a uh, commercial lot to be approved at Silo Square. This is lot 37. This is one that is the, the immediate piece of property just north of Some Chickens. Okay. So, again, asking to have that. They uh, rezoned that about 60 days, about six, three months. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Uh, and uh, Silo Square, just booming. Man, 
Boom. The bridge is really coming along yeah. too. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. If you go get well, check out the new bridge there. The new tra- pedestrian bridge, uh, Silo Square is absolutely just blowing and going. You'll get used to it, Derek, driving up to North Point so <laughs> yeah. much here in the next you know ninety hundred twenty days. Yeah, uh, and then finally the mayor's report, which again he does not detail till he actually gives it during the meeting. We will talk all about this uh, later on this week. We'll give you updates with the Hernando Alderman meeting and the South Haven Alderman meeting. Again, we appreciate the men and women uh, that serve the city of South Haven and Hernando for putting themselves out there as aldermen uh, putting themselves out there on the boards and, and being elected congratulations of course as you start your new term uh, but the work starts now and we really appreciate all the work that you do speaking of hard work podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams services Williams services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care landscaping mulching and more owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs whether it's leaf removal tree trimming summer cleanups, anything outside of your property, whether it's residential property, commercial property, from mowing, grading, anything you need on your property, reach out to Richard and his team. Remember, Richard and his team, they are hiring now. If you or someone you know is looking for an opportunity to start a career in lawn maintenance, landscaping, reach out to Richard and his team. You can give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard and his team at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Podcast brought to you by North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They service DeSoto County, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. Their dumpsters are in great conditions as to not be an eyesore in your driveway. They offer 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. Again, they're available seven days a week and offer a wonderful website that you can book a dumpster, check their pricing, plan for pickup at DeSotoDumpsters.com. That's DeSotoDumpsters.com. But you can certainly give them a call at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. They accommodate new construction, house flipping, landscapers, renovations, and also businesses, but really want to focus on homeowners who might want to clean out their homes, yards, attics, basements, or sheds. Give Joe and his team at North Mississippi Dumpsters a call today, 901-299-0916, or visit their website, desotodumpsters.com. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. 
DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. They are the dentist of the UTW podcast and they should be your dentist. Well, Derek, we're going to talk about a project just north of Hernando. It is definitely a countywide project that we're going to discuss. For those of you listeners that do not know, the National Guard Armory in this area, we obviously have a National Guard Armory in Hernando. That is a very big part of Hernando right there on Mackinville. Going to be combining with South Haven coming up pretty soon in the next five years. There will be a new National Guard Armory built Star Landing in 51, you're going to go about 500 yards or a little bit less than a mile west on Star Landing will be an absolutely beautiful state-of-the-art, will be the best National Guard armory ever built in the state of Mississippi. Derek, give us some information about that and what the county has planned for the rest of that property. All right, Matt. Yeah, this will be off Star Landing Road, as you mentioned, uh, and it's actually going to include several developments, the first being the National Guard armory you talked about. Now, this is, uh, it does all start with the armory, or it's just going to have a total cost of $35 million, $30 million federally funded, and $5 million state funded. So, again, most of this is coming from federal money. The federal government should release the money to start the design in October of this year, with the funds expected to be released for the building construction in 2023 and the development completed by 2025. To help with this, the county will work on widening Star Landing Road and still pushing a new interchange to be approved for Star Landing at 55. Now, that's that's been talked about for years, has never been approved, but this hopefully will help with the approval of that or maybe to start the discussions again. The new armory will house 350 National Guardsmen at the new location, which is combining the Hernando National Guard, the South Haven National Guard, and the Holly Springs Armory. So oh, all wow. three of those armories are going to be combined to this one location, and that should also help try to sell that new interchange. The new development will have more green space. So then again, we're starting at the armory. Now around the armory, they're going to look for more green space, working with the Mississippi State University Extension Center to keep everything as natural as possible because what they're looking to do around this armory or in this 200-acre project is to do a community center, walking trails, an RV park, baseball fields, tennis courts, and an equestrian trail. The county also hopes by doing all this, they're hoping to maybe bring the, uh, have a, like a, a overall county fair uh, at this location at some point in the future, uh, as well as possibly move the Mid-South Fair there from right there on 55 at the Lander Center to this, you know, slightly more, I guess, rural, better parking, better, you know, uh, getting there, also having other things to do around this area. Uh, Lee Caldwell, who's a supervisor for District 4, feels that this is the center point, of, like literally the geographical center point of DeSoto County and can bring the community together by having this whole complex right there in the center of the county. So again, this is kind of, uh, you mentioned it to me off air, kind of the 10-year uh, plan for the county right. uh, for that, that area. So a four-year plan to have the armory built. That's the goal there, four-year plan there. But a decade, I mean, we picture, you know, 
our kids coming back to DeSoto County or wanting to live in DeSoto County for the next 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. Major intersection right there at Star Landing and 55. A mile west from that, possibly uh, the Mid-South Fair, county fairs, all that kind of stuff. Man, that's a really, really amazing, neat project. Definitely some foresight right there. I can't wait for the armory. I've seen some basic renderings of some stuff, and it's going to be, again, the nicest armory ever built in the state of Mississippi. Uh, We'll we'll house the Hernando, South Haven, and Holly Springs you know, National Guardsmen. It's going to be awesome. I think Ms. Caldwell also talked about part of having the Army there when they have these county fairs is to have like their equipment yeah. at the Army so the kids could kind of walk through it, look at it, and all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to be a really cool kind of a mixture of having everything together. Man, that sounds awesome. I mean, again, DeSoto County such an awesome place to live. This will simply improve that, Derek. I mean, it sounds like a really, really neat project. Congratulations to the uh, superintendents. Congratulations to the uh, National Guard. Again, the Armory here in Hernando has been a part of mine and your life for the last decade mm-hmm. dealing with the crew of Fernando. We had our first seven Mardi Gras balls there at the uh, Hernando National Guard Armory. So very familiar with that. Uh, I have a relationship with the Armory now uh, where we, you know, house our vans and our vehicles for my car rental company. So uh, congratulations to those future, you know, guardsmen for being, uh, you know, having just such a state-of-the-art awesome thing. Well, Derek, State of Mississippi, let's go out as a whole. State of Mississippi has been recognized by CNBC, which I, I mean, I'll be the first to say I don't watch a lot of CNBC, you know, for <laughs> sure. But CNBC has recognized the State of Mississippi as what, Derek? Fill us in. Well, CNBC had the uh, most affordable places to live in the U.S. and was titled under America's top states for business. And under that, one of the categories is the most affordable place to live in the U.S., Matt, Mississippi, came in first. Numero uno. Numero uno. We're the most affordable place to live in the U.S. Uh, we had not a, Hernando right now. <laughs> uh, no, no, not Hernando. Not DeSoto County. Probably yeah, pretty much I watch Hernando happenings. Hey, anybody know of a uh, house, three-bedroom, one-bath, uh, <laughs> rent for 1200 bucks? And Yeah. yeah. People dismiss her pretty quick. Uh, but we were given that because our CPI index only rose 5.8% over the last uh, several years, and the average home cost, 247812 Now, again, there were other rankings we did not. That was the we were the I guess the most affordable place to live. However, in other rankings for these top states for business, we were 45th overall in the country for businesses because we were brought you know we're number one in one category. However, we were 37th in life, health, and inclusion, 41st in workforce, 42nd in economy, and 43rd in business friendliness. So again, not dead last, but obviously it's the work that we need to do. And I'm looking through it. I'm going to be honest. I thought that the 37th in life, health and inclusion was actually, I thought that was higher than I thought yeah. we would be. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that the, um, you know, us being the hospitality state, I thought the 43rd in business friendliness was a little lower than I expected it to be, to be honest. Yes. You know what, Derek? I mean, you and I are both in our 40s. You were mentioning at the beginning of the show that we, we're in our 40s now. And I think 40s is the new 20s. So, I mean, why are we, you know, why are we think Exactly. I so, agree. I mean, hey, look, Mississippi's awesome. I love listening to other states uh, lecture us and, and talk about us. But, uh, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy living in the state of Mississippi. Glad it's not Arkansas. So, just uh, – <laughs> <laughs> just uh hey congratulations to mississippi we have such an awesome state such an awesome uh place we live in don't forget about that don't let people tell you anything different if your life's going pretty well in mississippi uh you know be sure and tell them your story that uh mississippi's been pretty good for you and we were Derek, thank you for that update right there on that well speaking of such an awesome state such an awesome county we're going to turn our attention to the desoto county fact of the week every tuesday we do the desoto county fact of the week brought to us by rob long and the team at the desoto county museum open Every Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Rob Long and his team would love to show you around the DeSoto County Museum located across from Bank Corp. South 
in Hernando on Commerce Street. We talked last week. We're going to spend some time in the 60s. Give us our 60s fact of the week. Specifically, the one that we're going to talk about today are property values. We just talked about you know Mississippi uh, being the most affordable place to live, but and also made a joke about how in DeSoto County that probably is not true uh, at this moment as everything seems to go up a dollar per foot every day. Um, so kind of wanted to get a little background. And so I had a little information. You know, Rob said he couldn't really find much more than what he had already sent me. He did mention that uh, 1960 was the year that growth began for Hernando and the town began changing from a sleepy agricultural town to what would become a more sophisticated future city. Wait a minute. Hold on one second. So uh, uh, there are people that you and I both know literally yell at us uh, about the growth of Fernando, that we, we were the ones that brought it. That's right. We, we, well, people, everybody, people, yeah. Right. From from 2003 and on, they hate us and they don't like yeah. us. So it started in 1960. So it started in 1960 because <laughs> this is when, again, we talked about the, the new roads were put right. in, the interstate's being cut. Yes. Once you understood what it is, what is coming, you knew if we're getting an exit off of this major highway, oh, sure. something's going to happen. Yeah. And so you probably had the same arguments. Why are we putting this here? We don't want this. You know, this our our good small town is going away. Well, it, it basically started around this time frame, 1960. And this was told not only by what we talked about, new roads being put in, so we're no longer made fun of nationally by the interstate coming in, but also that our property value. So the property value uh, for an acre of land in 1960, before 1960, was $150. So $150 was what an acre of land was sometime in the mid to late or early to mid 50s. By 1960s, farmers were receiving $500 for an acre of land in DeSoto County and more specifically around the Hernando area. So more and more people were moving uh, to DeSoto County. Uh, an airplane ride over the rural acreage disclosed new constructions. Uh, in, in many different areas around there, and new faces were being seen in the churches, uh, the facilities, whatever facilities there were, that the, the word they use here is just facilities. Facilities were becoming crowded, new bond issues were required, and never once did Hernando reject the call for improvements, even though everyone was aware that taxes would have to be increased to provide these additional services. So Hernando has really been a been a forward-thinking, bustling town since 1960. It started then. Property values going up. They knew bond issues would have to be done to, in order to have infrastructure. So they were for it. There were no, as it says, no objections at all. Once the roads were put in, once they see what could be done, once they knew what had to happen, there were no objections to the bond issues being passed. And now, you know, people get upset <laughs> if we try to do anything about tax increases sure. or anything like that. You know, again, this is a 60-year problem for Hernando. You call it a problem. I see it as a, a complete opportunity. If you want to die, move to the Delta. Right. If you want to die... <laughs> as a city. As, as a, a city. city. <laughs> if you want to die as a city... Move to the Delta. If yeah. you don't want to see a city decline, move to my hometown. Right. Now, they are, to, look at Natchez, Mississippi. Look at Clarksdale. We have tons of people from Clarksdale. Uh, I mean, look, Clarksdale. I mean, look at. I mean, go to Issaquina County. Yeah. You know, move to Itabina, right. uh, Indianola. Like, go to those towns. Um, if that's where you want to see, if that's what you want, a small town closeness, you can be the small town as close as you want to. Right. You're just going to have to drive 45 minutes an hour to get amenities, yeah. and you will have no growth. So, if that's what you want, it's there in Mississippi. Please go, you know, support those counties, those towns. But, you know, having job opportunities, seeing your city grow 
is not a bad thing. If it's done correctly, it's not a bad thing. And that's it. That tells you right there. 1960 Facts of the Week from the Soto County Museum. Thank you, Rob Long, for passing that along to Derek. And, and like you said, Derek, uh, these are the different things that our board of aldermen that we just spoke of are thinking about, looking at, those different type things. Growth opportunities in Hernando. It is here. It will hit you square in the face if you let it. Thank you, Rob, again for uh, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Uh, we're going to spend some more time over the next several weeks in the 1960s. Just a, certainly a, an amazing time in the city of Hernando for growth and stuff like that speaking of traditions and speaking of uh, amazing things going on in the city of Hernando the Hernando Farmers Market brings together the best of local food artistry and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South it's a place to shop it's a place to gather but more importantly it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town it is truly a fresh local experience to be a vendor or for more information about the Hernando Farmers Market, you can call Gia Matheny, Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. The Hernando Farmers Market takes place every Saturday morning from May 1st through October from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. May 1st through October right here on the historic Hernando Square. Some of the vendors include Cherry Creek Orchards, Rose's Bark Bakery, Mama's Kitchen Cakes and Bakes, Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, and dozens more every Saturday at the Hernando Farmer's Market, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square. North Point Christian School continues to enroll for 2021-2022, and some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth grades are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127 or email her at s-s-h-e-r-o-n at ncstrojans.com and schedule your personal tour today. Don't delay. Call today. Well, Derek, we are starting to wrap up the summer. Only two or so weeks uh, left of summer when it, before kids go back to school. Just amazing how, how about time flies. But look, if you're wanting to plan next summer's plans, if you're wanting to make travel plans for this Christmas, next spring break, anything like that, now is a great time to reach out to the ladies at Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, the Gulf Coast, cruises, tropical getaways, Anywhere east to west, north to south here in the U.S., Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. 
With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them at their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, Derek, before we sign off for this show, again, our Tuesday show, we're going to make a couple of changes again. I know we continue to be a little fluid over the summer. I've got to leave for uh, Meridian to go see the uh, the uh, scholarship pageant that I was talking about earlier for my daughter. I've got to leave there on Thursday. So we're going to be moving our show up. We're going to have release a Thursday show, probably sometime Thursday morning, mid-afternoon. We're going to release our second show for this week, but it's still going to be the same show. We're still going to cover the Hernando Auburn meeting, give you an update there. South Haven Auburn meeting, give you an update there. So before we sign off, let's talk a little bit about what we have going on coming up over the next two or three weeks for the UTW podcast. We are efforting the person who runs MDOT. We are efforting that. Uh, again, all right, what is MDOT? Mississippi Department of Transportation. They, they take care of all the roads, all the interstate exits, all those different things. We have a lot to talk to him about. The Commerce Street exit there with 55, which we talk about it all the time. If you can hear our voice, the city of Hernando has nothing to do and controls absolutely nothing. When it comes to exit 280 off of 55, the city has nothing to do with the red lights. They have nothing to do with the uh, slenderness of the right. of going under the thing. That's all M dot. M dot also is the they're the ones that are doing the stuff at the sixty nine and Mackinville exit. They're the ones working on that. So we have a lot to talk to that guy about. Derek, give us an update maybe in the next two weeks. Next two weeks, uh, we're gonna have look to have him. We're gonna look to have uh, our northern commissioner. There's okay. th- the M dot has three commissioners for the okay. state. The northern commissioner lives here in Hernando, John Caldwell. And so we look to have John Caldwell and Mike McClendon kind Perfect. of all coming in uh, as a, a very large group interview uh, to discuss just, you know, and of course McClendon is the um, state senator for our area. So having all three of them, we can get a lot of questions answered about what's going on basically in the transportation needs uh, of Hernando at the state level, the county level, and, and uh, at the city level. So we're looking forward to that conversation. If you listen to the UTW podcast enough, you're starting to kind of learn how things work. You can complain to Chip Johnson, the Board of Aldermen, all you want to when it comes to the uh, exit comes to the lights they have absolutely nothing they can do about it period not those That's not correct. those lights yes not those that they cannot do anything about that so the sooner you get that understood would, would be better also efforting a uh, school starting right around the corner Public schools start on August 5th. I think North Point starts on August 9th. August 10th. August 10th, that Tuesday, uh, starts on August 10th. So we're, we're uh, efforting to sit down with a couple of different players here in the Hernando area when it comes to school systems. Uh, we won't mention them because I don't want to put any pressure on them, but we'd love to sit down with them. So we are efforting uh, right before school starts to kind of kick off the school year, talk to one of our uh, top administrators would be something that uh, I would definitely say. And then and then we have football coaches coming up because, Derek, we, you and I love uh, high school football. We really enjoy that. That. That's a really big part of our show in the fall. Uh, we had a lot of success with that. People, That's how a lot of people started to listen to us, pay right. attention to us, and, and kind of learn who we were and some different things. And, and then you, we're you also, mentioned, I think on the, the, the show last week, you mentioned about what – the schools that we'll be focusing on yes. having those four coaches come in. Yes, I'll say them again. We're going to focus right here under the water tower, Hernando High School, Lewisburg High School, DeSoto Central, and then also North Point are going to be the schools that we focus on. And here's the reason why. 
Our show is called Under the Water Tower. It's basically, we record in Hernando, a lot of our advertising in Hernando, but we have good success from a listenership right up the Get Well corridor. So we're going to continue to work on that. So just a lot of stuff. And then we'll finish with, like I said, a quarterly interview, hopefully with Chip Johnson to sit down and uh, you guys can learn more about your mayor. Uh, it's an opportunity for him to spread his message on different things, different projects to keep you guys up to speed. So that's what we're working on over the next, you know, six to eight weeks here at the uh, UTW podcast. We continue to appreciate your support. We continue to appreciate our advertisers. Please support our advertisers as we continue to grow. Look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every week, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, please give us a five-star review. Give us a five-star review and you will get a shout out on our next show or, you know, one of the shows uh, upcoming. Five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast, Google Podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us that five-star review and we will absolutely give you a shout out. Just a quick reminder, as we get uh, started, school is getting cl- close to starting, the eastern side of DeSoto County, look for OB Pod. They cover Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch. OB Pod simply stands for Olive Branch. They do a one-time-a-week show on Monday mornings, early Monday mornings, continue to do a wonderful job. Zach and Cash do a great job with the OB Pod. Find them on your podcast provider. Just a reminder, as we started the show, the Water Tower Sessions, our second Water Tower Sessions that was scheduled for Friday, July 16th, had to be rescheduled for Friday, July 30th. If you were going to be out of town and now you're back in town, we please, please, please consider coming to the show, booking the table. VIP tables are still available. It is going to be an absolutely awesome show. Grace Askew, Mallory Everett, and Stephen Michael right here off the square. If you were going to be out of town and now you're going to be back in town, what a perfect time to get ready for school, Derek, I guess. you know, oh, yeah. School's back in session the following week. One more night out, uh, you know, get with friends and, and try and come out and enjoy a nice uh, singer-songwriter evening. Again, Water Tower Sessions, Friday, July 30th, has been uh, rescheduled. So we look forward to that. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower. I want to ask, do you have a man? She try to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Come on. I'm not even going for it. That's what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend.